Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard.
Okay, so you're listening to Wellington Access Radio, 783 AM. Um, this is the Inside Out show, and that was Mira Lambert Secrets. I'm Tabby. And I'm Kathy. And so we're from Inside Out, national organisation working with young people um, to support people of diverse sexualities and genders. Today we're going to be talking about femphobia, and Tabby's going to kick it off with a really awesome quote to describe what femme is. So this is a quote by an awesome film um, called Blair, um, also known as Brown Star Girl, if you want to find her blog online. So she describes um, film like this. I think of film as a broad spectrum of gender identities that claim and are a spirit of ass-kicking film strength, beauty and complexity that resists racist, sexist, classist, ableist ideas of what femininity is. I think film is its own beautiful, revolutionary thing, and it is embodied many ways by many different genders and bodies. Creating and nurturing communities with an ass-kickingly broad definition of feminist is part of making fem communities that don't hurt and that work for liberation, for me. I'm interested in building communities of liberation where we get to do this work, love each other, and where we don't refine idea of fem of being just one way, and especially when that one way translates to just being white, cis, skinny, able-bodied, middle-class femininity. What do you think about that? I quote. I think that's really awesome, Tavi. I just want to... Um, start this off by saying that we both identify as femme, but we can only really represent ourselves. And unfortunately, we, well, not unfortunately really, but we are um, both white and cis women. And um, we just want to acknowledge the fact that femme can be an identity, a gender identity and representation um, for all different types of people, regardless of their, what they choose to identify as. Mm. Yeah, so I think often people, and even within kind of queer communities, people see femme as um, being something that cis women identify as, but um, yeah, I think femme is something that anyone of any gender can identify as, and that's really important, that femme can be um, all genders, and I think the key thing that femme people of different genders have in common is this idea that it's a reclaimed femininity, and often that um, queer and trans femmes all experience some kind of, kind of erasure or um, what we might call femphobia in some way or another, although the ways that that happens can be quite different. What different ways do you reckon that it happens, Tabby? Um, I think first maybe if we just like define what yeah what that yeah, means. That's really good um, idea. And so in Wellington we actually have a group called Fem Club, which um, is a group called Queer and Trans Femmes, which is really awesome. And um, there's a group, you can search it on Facebook, Fem Club Wellington, and um, a few of us from that group did a presentation at the conference recently around this idea of um, femphobia. And we came up with this definition, which is, femphobia is society's resistance to femmes' existence in or reclamation of their femininity. It is an intercommunity issue, a rainbow problem. And that's kind of talking about how... Um, this kind of discrimination towards femme people can often happen within rainbow communities as well as outside of. We think of femphobia as an umbrella term that encompasses all the power structures such as misogyny, transmisogyny, white supremacy, homophobia, biphobia, etc. that affect femmes and necessitate reclamation of our femininities in the first place. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great way to put it. Can I just have a look at that? Um, that just makes me think of something I can talk about um, that I've experienced this through 
is my own coming out story and the fact that I am a bisexual woman and I have continually been continually being told that just because I'm feminine, um, I can only possibly be searching out a masculine presence in my life in terms of a romantic relationship. Um, that's what I've been raised to believe um, through my parents. That's what society t- has told me all the time, it, is that because I'm feminine presenting, I must necessarily be looking to fulfill some sort of masculine presence in my life that is lacking, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I just really want to debunk that myth because that has frustrated me no end. Um, And people have such diverse energies in them. They have all sorts of different masculine and feminine energies, and it really doesn't coincide with your um, gender identity at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is a form of bi-erasure that I have experienced and femme invisibility, um, which happens on a daily basis. Just the other day um, at work, I I had someone assume my um, partner's gender because I used the word partner and um, because I am, again, feminine presenting. And I would really love to just, for people to really learn that, um, just because we are feminine doesn't mean you can assume that we have any particular sort of <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I think I wanted to talk a little bit about some of, um, I guess, some experiences of um, femphobia within queer communities. And I think often um, these will be common for um, women in other activist kind of spaces as well. And so some of that is around, like... Um, Often you'll find that it's all the femmes at the end of a meeting who are kind of doing the dishes um, and the emotional labour during or after meetings, checking people are okay. Um, And, yeah, so many times at the end of a meeting and all the men have just left and it's just, like, the femme people left doing the dishes. And you're just like, here we go again. Um, And I think another big thing that um, happens a lot is when people kind of will say something, you'll say something, a femme person might say something, and then a masculine presenting often, or not necessarily person, um, will then repeat that same thing, maybe rephrase it, or maybe even repeat the exact same words. And the first time when you said it, nobody will listen, um, or there won't be any reaction, and then this um, often more more masculine person will say the same thing, and everyone Mm. will applaud or listen to them, or, um, yeah, it's very interesting. I've experienced that so many times, mm. yeah. Then, of course, there's the classic just interrupting um, films. It happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but I guess I find it interesting that that kind of stuff still happens in queer spaces where often, I guess I would like to hope that we are doing better because we're trying to often resist um, those, like, societal norms and misogyny and things like those. But often they um, are still perpetuated in those spaces. Um and I found as well, and like sometimes in queer relationships, like um, femme people can be made to feel like their emotions are too much, or they can often be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've experienced that. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, or that wanting to talk about emotional stuff, you know, that that's just a drama and a hassle um, when actually yep. that's just communication is a really important part of relationships. Definitely. Yeah. I've even had that coming from um, from other femmes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And think as well something which is often unique to femmes and queer communities is the kind of like sexual harassment um, and 
objectification that people often experience. Um, yeah. Both, I guess, both from kind of like cis straight men, but also often like in queer bars or queer spaces, um, usually from more masculine people as well. And again, I think people sometimes people will use fems um, for sex or kind of yeah, just not treat them like full people and just mm. kind of it's. Yeah, can, some not great stuff can happen. No, yes. so that objectification is still really present there. Mm. Yeah, we're not there just for entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What else did you have down there on that wonderful brainstorm of yours? Um, I guess as well with films, there's this whole thing of like um, fem invisibility and then also fem visibility for films of different genders. So I think often for like cis queer women um, who identify as femme, there's often this um, thing of femme visibility, so like people not recognising that you are queer or um, not respecting the identity um, ties a lot into, I think, biphobia and bi erasure as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, then on the flip side, I think often for trans women who identify as femme, um, there can be this hyper-visibility um, and that visibility is actually a problem and they get um, harassed because of that so yeah it's just a really interesting thing to think about and I think that's quite a common um, thing that films of different genders will experience what femphobia is or what discrimination or misogyny or transmisogyny is really differently. Definitely yeah I came across a statistic earlier um, I was just having a peruse of the internet about this and um, in America in 2015 there were 23 um, trans people murdered and all of them were trans women Mm. So that just really shows um, that trans women bear the brunt of it, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's really sad. But also, um, in a way, on the flip side of that hyper-visibility that trans women have, um, trans men just sort of get overlooked as well, which is Mm. a really interesting consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another thing that people often don't think that a trans man can be femme, but trans man can totally be femme anyone can be femme I mean absolutely <laughs> yeah like yeah um I think often with trans people people expect them they expect trans women to be hyper feminine and trans men to be hyper masculine and um actually we don't put those standards on other men or women so why are we putting them on trans people people can express their gender in any way they want and um I know heaps of femme trans guys who mm. you know maybe yeah, like to express that femininity, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. That's cool. Um, there's an awesome uh, Wellington-based band called Hex, and we're going to play a song from them. Which and, song are we going to play? Um, we're going to play the song of, if you... I will lock them up for you. Um, but there's a really good quote... Um, that I want to share about what they're, they're about. So it's three um, three people, and they, um, it says they are inspired by the feminine energy that has been routinely suppressed in every part of our lives. And this is absolutely apparent in their, um, the songs that they've released. Um, the group are concerned with Mother Earth and how we treat her and how we can get by in this world and how we can return to our inner magic to cope with modernity. I thought that was a really mm. awesome, witchy way to put um, the feminine um, power of the universe. Mm. 
It was great. And while I find this, Tabby is going to keep waxing along to you. Let you know that we're listening to Wellington Access Radio on seven eight three AM and this is the Inside Out radio show and Inside Out is a national organisation working with young people of diverse sexualities and genders to make their schools and communities safer. And now we're gonna listen to a song from Hex called Witches of the Hex.
So we're back with the Inside Out Radio Show on Wellington Access Radio 783 AM. And yeah, just continuing our conversation about femme identities within queer communities and femophobia. And I just wanted to, yeah, I guess do another quick couple of examples of how that can affect um, some other femmes. So I think one really common thing um, amongst often gay and bisexual men um, who identify as femme is they'll find a lot on like dating websites and dating profiles people will put um, no femmes, which... Yeah, it's pretty well, horrible. I didn't know about that. Really? No. Yeah, it's a really common thing for people to put no femmes or like straight wow. acting only or like these really weird oh, kind yeah. of um, mm. terms like excluding people, which sucks. Um, and something else... That's um, really judgmental. Mm, mm. Was, was thinking around like how... Um, yeah, something I guess around like especially like women of colour and how... Um, often they might not be read as femme or as femme enough because I think people often see um, yeah I, I guess sometimes it's like the ways that people express themselves and that things are differently and people often code um, women of colour as being really masculine when I don't know I'm not doing a very good explanation but no no you know I, I, mean? I follow what you mean mm. yeah do you have any sort of example um, not a specific one, but I yeah. guess it's just that, you know, that people don't respect their, their femininity and I think often no. society and within queer communities as well we have these really set fixed ideas of what it is to be feminine um, or what femme is and, yeah, I think for me femme is actually about disrupting those ideas and that femme can be all sorts of things. There is no one way to describe it really. No, there's really not. I really like that about it, how you're able to just define it in your own terms. Um, I guess what you're meaning about that is just a lot of the time we're not really um, open to uh, thinking about it in an intersectional way. Eh? Like we, We're so surrounded by our own culture that we don't really think about how femininity or masculinity may come across in a different culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may be just down to a, a lack of um, knowledge but also a lack of just not opening our minds to that and sadly that often um, turns into prejudice and judging people when we shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Um, awesome. I just wanted to talk about a little bit as well is that um, through personal experience and through talking to other people, femmes and feminine presenting people are often um, in sexual and romantic relationships are seen as being submissive and being um, not in power, like not being the dominant one. Um, And that is so far from the truth. Um, I have experienced, I've been with so many people that have been strong in in their femininity and that has been the dominant energy that's come across and it's beautiful and it's powerful. Um, And so being feminine presenting, again, has nothing to do with your sexual preferences or with um, the sort of dynamic that you have in a relationship um, or relationships. Yeah, that's basically my point, yeah. I think often people assume, yeah, there's a lot of assumptions about um, femme people and that I think there's often this assumption about queer femmes that they um, need queer cis female femmes, I guess is what I'm talking about, is that there's often this assumption that you need... Um, a butch or a masculine partner and that you're only 
read as queer or seen seen if you have, you know, like a book yeah. for your arm. And mm. I think people often, yeah, this idea that femme people could love femme people and that you can have femmes in a relationship together is often, um, I guess, it's two things. I think in media it's really, like, often hyper-sexualised and, like, yeah. it's, they often put two femme um, cis queer women together mm-hmm. and more for like the male gaze of viewers and things I think whereas in actual real life queer communities I feel like people often don't as- yeah, don't acknowledge those kinds of relationships or expect them they don't eh and they get really surprised when they do come across them mm-hmm. yeah and yeah it just blows people's minds that two um, feminine people can be together which is ridiculous in my eyes mm-hmm. um, yeah good point and I think yeah, as well, I think this idea of them often people yeah, think it's about relationships and I think actually it's really great. It's a way of, I guess, describing like gender expression and just um, I think it's an identity that, you know, you can just hold on your own. It's not something in a... It's, yeah, I think, I guess, historically, um, you know, we know a lot about like fem and butch communities and those two words always going together, but I think fem um, stands alone and it stands Absolutely. Strong. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Tavi was at a workshop, is that right? Um, a while ago. And yes. um, you came away with some really awesome empowering messages. Would you like to share some of those? Yeah, they were kind of the idea was like strategies for dealing with fem phobia. Unfortunately, we're about to run out of time, so I'll just give you one easiest one which is just like never assuming things about people and I guess just now you've learned some stuff be aware of that and respect um femme people that you come across femmes in your life and that's all that program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio get your voice heard